Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into Mondays with Matt. Thanks so much for hanging out with Matt Starkey and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And on this podcast, listening to The Money Doctor, we're going to let Matt here do some analogies between going to see a doctor and the financial side of things, maybe the financial doctor, if you will, money doctor. So what's going on, Matt? How are you? Hey, Mark. I'm doing great today. It, um, we're actually recording this a little couple days before Monday. We're on Cinco de Mayo. so um, That's right. Happy Margarita Day. Happy, yeah, Margarita Day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're in a lovely month of May here. I'm coming into what we affectionately uh, know up in here is our orange cone zone. Um, there's winter <laughs> and there's construction. So right. no, but um, we're getting ready for spring and summertime more importantly. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what though, are, are you a fan of, uh, are you a fan of Mexican food? I love me some Mexican food, man. It's so good. I do. Yeah. Actually I'm a big chips and salsa guy. So um, man, I, I could eat that almost. Yeah. I fill up way too much <laughs> on chips and salsa. Yeah. Me but, too. Um, you know, I guess probably if I look, talk about, uh, Mexican food. It's um, I love like a chicken taco salad. You know, mm, I like okay. Taco, yeah. I, I like the taco bowl. So yeah, I got gotcha. chicken, whatever. But yeah. I, I I really enjoy that. So. Very good. Very good. Well, you know, if you eat too much, you might find yourself needing to go to the doctor. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, <laughs> just more for indigestion than anything else. But let's talk about this. Let's have a little fun with this topic today. So we'll take a look at the world of medicine and some valuable lessons, Matt, that we can learn. Uh, and apply it to our financial life. You know, even if you feel fine, right? It's always advisable to get periodic checkups. You know, when you're, especially for our demographic, so 50 and up, right? You're feeling pretty good, but you still should probably see your doctor every so often, you know, once a year, once every couple of years, whatever the case might be. And really, that same kind of thing holds true with your financial situation. You know, even if you think it's fine, especially as we're getting closer to retirement, it's a good idea to get it checked up. It sure is, Mark. Um, you know, it's funny, as you were talking, I, I think about finances and talking about them. And there was a day that, you know, it used to be, I just didn't really want to talk about my finances with anybody. Like, so a lot of a lot of those that are over 50 kind of grew up in a household where there was the no talk rule. Well, like, we don't talk about money. Um, Dad has a job and he brings home for the family or mom has a job she brings home. But we really didn't discuss income, you know, and... Uh, how much income that they made. Um, there was food on the table. If you had clothes, a lot of times we, we, we dealt with hand-me-downs um, to some degree. And uh, new clothes were kind of a novelty in my house for a while. I, I got a lot of my, my brother's old clothes. Going to the doctor regularly is helpful because, number one, it brings to, to light any issues that you might have or maybe may experiencing and you kind of forgot about. Uh, talking about your finances is one of those things that's a little bit hard to open up. And especially, you know, I, I de- if I deal pe- with people my age, they're kind of like, well, how am I doing? Or they're kind of afraid or they don't feel confident or comfortable yet. And um, I think there's a little bit of a hesitancy to, to go to the doctor or to talk about finances. But once you do, you know, it's very, very helpful because you get to express the, the, the concerns that you have. Um, there's a lot of times we suffer from lack of sleep at night because we're worrying about a financial issue. And it does come down sometimes to actually affecting our physical health. So talking about finances, although it's hard to get that conversation started, I like to put people at ease and just say, you know what, everybody starts somewhere. I assume my doctor clients and friends feel the same way. You know, hey, we're all we're all humans. We all look one way naked and we look, look another <laughs> way clothed, you know? So 
when, when I kind of deal with people at the first time, it's like, it really doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I'm just going to gather the information that I need to and then figure out where it hurts, you know, figure out what kind of problems you have. And then, uh, like, like you said, uh, a periodic checkup or an annual visit is so, so important because we miss things or we make mistakes and we want, you want to have good advice from a third party just to be able to kind of give you that oversight and say, oops, this is good, but this, this needs to be changed. Yeah. And I think that's a great way of looking at it, a simple way of looking at it sometimes when we, we kind of overthink these things. So we know we have to get our health checked on. So we should also definitely get our wealth checked on. And sometimes, you know what, we get sick, Matt, and you know, we can do it ourselves. And I think this next piece, you know, we're calling it sometimes you need a prescription. It works well for the DIY movement that we've seen over the last couple of years when it comes to our own financial planning and whatnot. You know, sometimes we get a cold, we get whatever, and we can treat these things ourselves, right? We can pop by the CVS, we can get some over-the-counter stuff, whatever. But there are times when you can no longer handle it and you've got to get something stronger. And I think that's the same. To me, I feel like that's a really good analogy for that DIY movement because there's a lot of pieces to building our wealth we can do kind of on our own without an advisor. But to be honest, retirement planning is a completely different animal. And man, it's just a lot more complicated. And I feel like at that point, now you, now you need some professional help. Yes, you do. Um, Mark, this is, a, this is a great point too, because um, you know there's a lot of do-it-yourselfers. And I think we all kind of start out that way. Um, you, you learn as you go. You figure out what's working for you. But again, um, this is something where, yeah, if you're, you're experiencing some symptoms and there's some things you can do to take care of those. You know, a lot of times and come down to a job and, you know, just simply, what do I get paid? And I got to do something different because my lifestyle is not matching up or my desires don't match up with my income. So I've got to, uh, you know, get more education, get a higher paying job, things like that. Um, but when you are planning for retirement, um, I just had a conversation with a small business owner, you know, and he's a successful guy and uh, he just says he feels like he's behind the eight ball. He hasn't started his retirement necessarily. His wife is working and has, has a plan um, but they haven't done anything together, so to speak. And, and uh, I did a little probing and questioning and and come to find out, you know, he's 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 out there and and doing his business right. Well, he got some advice to start a corporation. He's gotten advice from a banker who sent him my way for the retirement planning. And um, it's just like, I had a sit down question with him and, you know, he's just caught in the middle of life right now. And it's like, he needs a prescription for an attorney <laughs> because he doesn't right, have right. any estate planning documents, but he's got three kids at home. He's got a business. He's got all these different things. And so sometimes, sometimes, yeah, we get busy in the do it yourself, but we don't see the bigger picture. And uh, we do need a prescription because, you know, he's getting ready to go on a trip. And I said, what happens if, you know, you and your wife don't make it back? Like, if we don't have legal documents in place, now a judge is determining who's going to get custody of our beautiful, loving children that we spent our life creating. And we work so hard around, but Seven out of 10 people don't have that, uh, you know, an estate plan done. So sometimes you're so busy in your day-to-day life that you're doing a lot of good things and you can do a lot on your own. But I always tell people, just because I can buy a scalpel on Amazon doesn't mean I should be doing brain surgery. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> just because I can buy stocks myself or some investments myself online doesn't mean I'm a professional and I know what I'm doing with building wealth. Um, there's a lot of tax implications and things like that. And so like you brought up, I mean, you know, I can balance a checkbook, but when it comes to picking out my 401k investments, I should probably use a professional to figure out what, why it's important to diversify and not just put everything in one option. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. And so since you mentioned that, let's talk about the specialities, if you will, of doctors and things of that nature, because 
You know, Matt, you and I were chatting before we got started on the podcast. Uh, I've just been given a little diagnosis of something called Meniere's disease. And it's, uh, you know, it took me to find a specific guy, a specific uh, doctor. Uh, it was called a neurotologist, I believe, a neuroaudiologist versus just a regular neurologist. My neurologist had to refer me there. And so, you know, we all know that there's different kinds of, you know, specialities. You don't go see you know, your podiatrist when you've got, you know, heart problems, right? So same thing when it comes to retirement. And again, I think that comes back to maybe that accumulation phase. You might be working with a a broker, for example, who can help you grow your money, but really a retirement specialist, a retirement planner is going to help you really understand all the facets that come into play when it comes to dealing with retirement, the preservation, the distribution, and then all the other little things like long-term care and social security. There's just a lot. There is so much. And um, so yeah, working with a specialist in in what you need to accomplish in your financial situation is uh, really important. Um, I I often think of myself as the quarterback um, behind a, a plan. If you th- if you envision or like football, the quarterback you know is looking for an open receiver, but they definitely need a blocker to to help out. And then they've got running backs, and we're going to pass the run the ball pass the ball. And our goal in your financial situation is to score a touchdown, right? We want to avoid all the mistakes with it that we can. We want to definitely invest in the successful things for you. But in along the way, you know, there are so many, as you mentioned, there's so many things to think about. So like in during your earning years, you know, what happens if you can't work? You, do you have disability income protection? So you get continue to get a paycheck if you get disabled. That can be a lifelong, life-changing type of a, an event. And it can impact all of your other goals. So yeah, you need to have a specialty, a specialist at, at some point. Um, you know, a lot of people often need life insurance for a period of time just to protect their family, protect their income, and uh, make sure that um, debts are paid off and 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 families is a, you know provided for in the event of an accident or you know they leave the earth early here. So right, you know, death, disability. So usually we'll refer out to an insurance specialist or if there's something that we can help you with, um, then you got retirement planning as well. You know, you've got to look at the investment options and you got to, do I want to save pre-tax or do I want to pay the tax now and have it all come out tax-free? And then when you get down to that final stage of retirement, how much do I need to retire? You know, do I have a pension? Do I have social security? Do I, how much will I need off my investments? Am I debt-free or do I still have um, cash flow problems while I'm retired? So there's so many different facets that working with an advisor or a financial planner is definitely something I recommend um, because although we more work a lot like a generalist in many areas, you know, and and I specialize with the investment side, um, I can help direct you into all these different areas. And just like going to the doctor, you see a specialist for this or that, we're going to direct you to a CPA or an attorney to help you with tax issues or estate planning issues or possibly an insurance advisor to make sure you got your umbrella policy when you need it and all these other things. Yeah. You know, and so you can easily see these correlations here between going to doctors and going to, you know, a financial professional trying to find that right one that is for you. And I think sometimes Matt we get caught up in designations. There's so many designations in the financial services industry. And then you couple that with like, is it just the right fit for you? And so getting a second opinion can be very helpful. We would do so, you know, when I first got diagnosed with with a heart condition a couple of years ago, I didn't take the first doctor's word for it, right? I mean, I assumed he knew what he was doing because he had all the certifications and he's a cardiologist and so on and so forth. But I, you know, I went and got a second opinion. And then of the two, I thought, which one's personality works better for my treatment plan, if you will? Like which one was 
going to, you know, talk in a way that made sense to me and that I understood it so that I could implement the things they wanted me to do. And I think that's a great way of thinking about our financial situation. You know, get a second opinion, talk with a couple of advisors. Obviously, designations and the credentials are important, but then also making sure that they're a good fit for you so that all the advice that they're giving, you can take it, process it, understand it, and then actually implement it. You know, that's a super important point that you bring up, Mark. And, and you know, I have former colleagues that loved to talk outside of the realm of, of someone's knowledge on that first appointment. And uh, the reason that he did that was, I think, is an ego trip for him. So he could prove to them that I know some things that you don't know. And uh, ultimately, his goal was to try to land the client. I found that talking to people that way just makes them feel stupid. And you're, they're probably not going to want to come back and see you because if they can't understand you in the first appointment, what chance of working with somebody do we have? And, you know, I, I want to be straight up with folks. I, I like to discuss and talk in plain terms that people can understand. It's funny because in our business, you know, I met with uh, just yesterday, little 80, 80 plus year old lady and her daughter, and um, they just, they got a distribution form from one of their accounts and they brought it in because they didn't, they weren't sure if they, how to fill it out. Okay. And then they didn't understand that if they did it a certain way, the money was going to be taxable to them as well. So a lot of times you don't know what you don't know. And uh, I agree with you. you, you know, number one is get that opinion. And uh, if you're not comfortable with the first person that you meet with, if or if you don't know that you know, they're necessarily the person that's going to help your situation, you want to do it and you want to do it right. You got, you got to have somebody that isn't talking over your head and isn't using financial jargon that is over your head. Yeah, it's super important that you have a good rapport with the person that you're working with, that they know and understand your situation, mm-hmm. and that you trust them. Yep. Um, just just as important as the communication factor is the trust factor. Yeah. And if you can't feel confident in every every contact that you make with this person that they're a person of an in- of integrity, you want to watch and you want to make sure that this person runs their practice in a financially successful way too. You don't want to take. Uh, as as, <laughs> right. uh, as one of my financial buddies says, you don't don't want to take shop class from a from an instructor who has missing fingers, <laughs> right? Right. So, so you don't want a financial advisor who who is barely making it, or who is not managing his own finances or her own finances well. So yeah, definitely work with somebody that you can know, like, trust, and uh, that you feel that they have your best interest at heart. That's important. You know, and it's a two-way street too, Matt. You know, a lot of times, you know, radio programs or podcasts or things, you know, and sure, some of that is designed to to educate and inform and also, you know, maybe bring um, lead generation, if you will, because somebody says, hey, you know what, I need to talk. We, we say that here on our podcast. Hey, if you need some help, you know, reach out to Matt and have a conversation. But it is a two-way street too. You know, it's not, its purpose is not to turn every listener into a client, right? right. Because you want to be able to work with the person as well. It's got to be a good fit for the relationship. It, it's give and take, uh, not yep. only from the client to the advisor, but from the advisor to the client. So Yeah. And that's one of the reasons we do the podcast, because somebody can probably tell just by from listening, uh, you know, as, as much as it's going to attract the right people for clients, it's also going to detract or turn away people that don't, don't feel that connection. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just another little piece of the learning tool. And the same thing with doctors. Again, like I said before, you know, I started seeing one cardiologist, you know, 
very smart guy, obviously knew his stuff, but his delivery and the way he wanted to go about the treatment plan didn't resonate well with me. And so I requested to switch to a different cardiologist in the same office. Uh, yeah. And this guy's a bit more, you know, his approach works better for me. Like I yeah. understand what he's saying better. I get it. Uh, he's harder on me, which I think I needed. Right. So yep. sometimes, you know, you, you may have financial clients that hopefully they're not wanting it sugarcoated, right? Especially if they're right. in, in bad situations where they need to need some help because that's why they're there. Don't give me the fluffy good news if what I really need to hear is the hard truth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what you're talking about is called bedside manner. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, you want to make sure that <laughs> it's the right one for you. Yeah. <laughs> you get the right one for you. So yeah, yeah, if you're, if you're struggling or you're not feeling like you got the mojo going on that you need to with, uh, with an existing <laughs> person, then you just, uh, yeah, get a second opinion. A second opinion uh, come and yeah. see us. Uh, we would hope, but um, yeah. but if if doesn't work or doesn't resonate with you, for sure you want to you want to have somebody again, like we said. Yeah, you can, well, you know, like and trust. And, and if you haven't gotten a second opinion, then get a first opinion, folks. Because when it comes to financial planning, <laughs> you know your retirement, you only get one of these for the most part, right? So unless That's you're certain right. people who've retired a couple of times, I guess, but. For the most part, you really only get one retirement. So if you haven't even taken the time to do it and you've been listening to the podcast for a bit, well, then pull the trigger and have a conversation. Or if you know somebody, you've got a friend or, you know, whatever who's in that situation, you're like, man, they really need to do something. You know, share the information with them. Let them know. Subscribe to the podcast. uh, You know, shoot them an email or something with it in there. Mondays with Matt, you can find it on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher. Just type in Mondays with Matt in the search box. You can find it that way. Of course, you can also just go to GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's Matt's webpage. He's the investment advisor representative and the president and owner. Or you could just call him at 989-401-2949. That's 989-401-2949. And Matt, I'm going to let you go this week. Thanks for hanging out with me, spending some time talking about this. Uh, I don't know if you ever wanted to be a doctor, but you got to play one on the radio today or the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Well, we we appreciate you all listening. And um, until next time, you know, um, definitely go and take action on something. So whether that's um, something in your financial plan or maybe you do make that phone call, do need to make that phone call to us, reach out. Um, we'd be happy to hear from you and happy to uh, assist. So, yeah, there you go. You so take much. some action and enjoy your weekend, folks, or your upcoming week, because it'll be Mondays with Matt for you guys. Uh, it's Thursday for Matt and I today, but that's OK. So we'll see you next time here on the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. We'll talk to you soon here on Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.